Greetings, everyone. This is Pastor Mike. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm here at home in one of the upstairs rooms of my house with my Bible open to Daniel chapter 10, where an angel appears to Daniel in response to Daniel's prayer. And in Daniel 10, starting in verse 11, it says this, where the angel said, Daniel, you who are highly esteemed, consider carefully the words I'm about to speak to you and stand up for I have now been sent to you. And when he said this to me, I stood up trembling. Then he continued, do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. And I have come in response to them. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. Now I have come to explain to you what will happen to your people in the future. For the vision concerns a time yet to come. Now we've been delving into the topic of city transformation, beginning with the understanding that transformation takes place when we position ourselves by faith to experience that which God has promised when we humble ourselves and pray, when we exercise spiritual authority in a biblical way. This then allows the kingdom of God to have a beachhead on this earth, a place or a person in which God's will is being done on earth as it is in heaven. In order to establish a beachhead, a spiritual beachhead, you must evict and then occupy. What I mean by that is there must first be, if you would, a cleansing of the temple, which makes room for Jesus to be installed as Lord and ruler in all things practically. This takes place through repentance as I apply the blood of Jesus to my life and void the foothold of jurisdiction that I allowed through sin. Through prayer, I evict the devil and declare the truth of God's word over every accusation, over every lie and deception of the enemy. I now can offer myself to God to be used by him exclusively as an instrument of his righteousness. I have now positioned myself for the transforming power of God to work in my life unhindered. This beachhead can then be expanded in accordance with how God has delegated spiritual authority. The same process is worked out in the home when husbands lead and serve their families in the same way, praying and interceding for their families, leading them with humility and repentance, renouncing the lies, deceptions, and practices of the enemy, serving an eviction notice to the devil and establishing the rule of Christ in their homes. Then the perimeter expands to the church and then the city where church leaders are to exercise spiritual authority at the gates of the city. Pastors and leaders need to be praying in unity and with focus over their city for they are responsible for the spiritual atmosphere of the city. Transformation will only be even a possibility on a citywide scale if the spiritual atmosphere 
that is those principalities and powers that dwell in those locations are dealt with. Which brings us to this passage in the book of Daniel. What we have here is this unique window into the spiritual realm and insight into the spiritual warfare that is occurring in the heavenly realms over specific geographic regions. The archangel appears to Daniel and explains to him that when Daniel prayed, God heard and sent an answer to Daniel, an answer to his prayer right at that time. The angel was dispatched, but he says that he was detained 21 days by the prince of Persia until the archangel Michael came and assisted him. He describes this heavenly battle between the heavenly angels and a specific demonic principality, the prince of Persia. Often, when pastors begin praying together for the transformation of their city, it will create a spiritual map of the communities where they live. Now, the concept of spiritual mapping may be a new concept for some of you. Spiritual mapping exists for the purpose of identifying the principalities and powers that have been allowed to rule in a specific geographical location and have kept people in bondage and in darkness in those places. You see, there's a spiritual climate that is unique to every place. There are powers of darkness and principalities that were invited in and given permission to exert power and influence through the worship of idols and false gods, through sin, through covenants. Paul explains how this happens when addressing food sacrificed to idols in the Corinthian church. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 19 and 20, Paul says, Do I mean then that a sacrifice offered to an idol is anything? Or that an idol is anything? No. But the sacrifices of pagans are made to demons, not to God. And I do not want you to be participants with demons. What Paul is saying here is that an idol is nothing but a stone or a statue. But even so, there are real demonic forces that enter into the spiritual atmosphere of that place where the idol is worshipped. It is that worship that constitutes an invitation for them to come and occupy that space and exert power and influence. Spiritual mapping is when the pastors and leaders seek the Lord through prayer in order to discern and identify the specific spiritual forces that are ruling in their city in order to then engage in spiritual warfare. When spiritually mapping an area, one looks at things such as local history and origins, as well as pacts and covenants made by people in authority. Remember the example of Resistencia, Argentina, that I talked about a couple episodes ago. The original settlers there had created a god that they called San La Muerte, the god of the painless death. They had dedicated their lives and their town to this god in exchange for a painless death as they fought against the indigenous people there. They had literally made a pact with the devil. There was a statue in the middle of town dedicated to this false god. As part of a focused prayer strategy, the pastors and leaders evicted this demonic ruler from their city, while the mayor, who had come to the Lord in a public gathering of believers and leaders, dedicated the city to Jesus Christ. This is a great example of following Jesus' instruction 
to not evict unless you're going to then ask Jesus to occupy. In Matthew 12, Jesus issued this warning. He said, when an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied, swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits, more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there. And the final condition of that person is worse than the first. So Jesus warns us, don't evict unless you're going to allow God to then occupy. To do so would be a huge mistake. Something else that leaders look for when spiritual mapping an area is spiritual bondages and patterns of sin in their area. Identifying places where certain crimes are prevalent, or perhaps suicides, or addiction. This is often a sign of the presence of demonic powers. I've heard stories of Christian policemen using local crime data to create a spiritual map of their district. Because again, spiritual forces pitch their tents where they are welcomed by the people. In the first Transformations documentary put out by the Sentinel Group, they document an instance where the pastors of a large city that was ruled by powerful drug cartels discovered that these drug lords who had terrorized their city for many years had been engaged in occultic practices that brought a spiritual dimension to their hold on the city. As soon as they found this out, immediately the pastors of the city went to prayer. Within 24 hours of that prayer time, the leader of one drug cartel was killed by the police and within weeks, seven others were arrested. Nothing like that had ever happened before. These drug lords practically own the police. But what you can see is that when the spiritual atmosphere begins to change, God can then do things in a very short period of time that human effort cannot accomplish in years or ever. What might take a lifetime, God can do in a day. This is the kind of impact a group of committed pastors can have through prayer. What do you think would happen if every person in our city, in your city, had someone praying for them by name, while the pastors and leaders as a unified group were engaged in spiritual warfare, evicting the spiritual forces of darkness and releasing God's power and blessing over those who had been enslaved by those dark forces? What do you think would be the difference in terms of the response to the gospel? Today, my hope is that you can begin to catch a glimpse of God's vision for the transformation of your land. My prayer for leaders of Christ Church is that we would take this charge from the Lord seriously to be the catalyst for changing the spiritual atmosphere of our city and positioning ourselves for a move of God like we've never seen. And my prayer for every believer listening to me right now is that you would get a better lay of the land in which you dwell from a spiritual perspective, and that God would give you faith for the promised land that he has given you to occupy for his kingdom. May the beachhead of Christ's reign be firmly established in our lives and then into every place he sends us. Amen.